Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit iloveSCBC.org. Amen. How many of you agree to what we just watched in the video? Right? We need to be plugged into one another. And I know I've been preaching in this a very short series and rethink church. Before, I, I had this all desire, as I said, I want this church to be growing, right? Because at the time I started, this church was really uh, the step of this act, you know, whether or not we close this church in a few years or we'll continue to grow. We're at that crossroad. So I had to what I had to do. But I figured half of my effort was kind of in vain because I started the wrong way. I want to be starting in the right way with these new members, amen? I want to begin this church, the one body of Christ, together. So we forgot actually greeting one another. Can we just turn our neighbor left and right, just greet them by saying this. You joined the small group, okay? You said that, you joined the small group. I know every community that is marked by a unique set of characteristics or subculture, if you will, you know, of how they dress, how they talk, you know, how they communicate. I remember still a while ago, many years ago, when I went to Canada for the first time um, for living and studying. Uh, I, I used to receive and, you know, this comment very often. After I talked with someone, within a few seconds, um, they told me, because of my very rough English, they said, you're not from around here, are you? Okay, and how did they figure out? Because of language, because I wasn't fluent, you know, I wasn't really naturally speaking English. Um, it reminds me of the very first worship service, summer worship service, that I went when I was in Canada. It was hot, it was humid, it was a very sticky day, but despite all that, I wear a suit, like right now, long pants. Because in Korean culture, it's called a dressed-up culture. You gotta dress up, right? That's the very best way to show your respect and your, you know, reverence to God. Okay, not even uh, allowed if you, you know, not wearing this kind of suit as a man. Okay, but I was very shocked the moment I got out of the car, and it was actually long, young and a kind of a emerging church, very contemporary church. When I walk into the sanctuary. Half of men wearing shirts and shorts and wearing flip-flops. feel like, oh my God, what's happening? And then I'm sure they, by the way, just looking at me wearing like this, they probably figure out, you're not from around here. <laughs> at least you probably don't know what, who we are in this church. One of the cultures that I had to learn after I came to America was a very unique subculture of what is called the Super Bowl party. How many of you have actually been to the Super Bowl party? Not all of you? All right, then. There is a very unique culture of creatures, so to speak, and who gather together, you know, and who wear very unique and similar clothes, who have their own language, especially who always eats and devours lots of unhealthy food with very small amount of time. I learned I have to be there and just be eating and enjoying with that. And that is what is called what? Super Bowl party. Another thing that I actually give you a 
beginning of my sermon was yesterday. It was such an amazing moment. You know, all our leadership um, and the musicians and our ringers and singers, they went there and there are about probably hundreds of people, two, three hundred people in that function hall. And as they sang, uh, whole spirit, like I could feel this uplifted spirit there. You know, people were Baptist. Some parts of Baptist, they can clap. But a lot of parts of Baptist, American Baptist, they don't know how to clap, okay? <laughs> they know how to sit back and they know how to be holy, but not just clapping and dancing. And I saw 90% of them who are there, probably average age is probably 55 or 60 and up, and they're all clapping and dancing as we were playing and singing. Isn't that amazing? Now, my point was, by the end of the, the service, we had a second session, this afternoon service. And as a custom and habit of being an American Baptist, um, our afternoon service is supposed to begin like 10 after 1 p.m. But by the time the 1.30, we haven't even been served our food yet. Okay, that could, because that's immediately after. So we're still worrying about it. How can we finish all our you know, programs by 3 o'clock? So I went to the person who was in charge, and the, the preacher was going to actually deliver the message. was supposed to be right next to that person. And she heard, I was saying, I'm concerning, so how are we going to do this? Are we seeing more or less? And she told me, don't worry about it, because I'll be only preaching 20 minutes, given that she's an African-American female preacher. And she said the following, let's see how Holy Spirit moves. <laughs> what I did not know was African-American preachers 20 minutes. It's not the same 20 minutes that I used to know. <laughs> I mean, given that she's an excellent preacher, she was just speaking from her heart, just so powerful. I never actually heard the female, you know, preachers were actually preached that way. But, you know, she preached long. <laughs> it wasn't 20 minutes. You see that all different community, they have a very distinctive, unique set of characteristics or subculture, if you call it. And they'll really define them who they are. And I believe that we, as a body of Christ, we as a you know, servant of God, we as also civilians of God's kingdom, those who are part of God's community. We have all the distinctive marks, characteristics, right? And subcultures. What are those? Loving kindness, right? We as a body of Christ, we should express our loving kindness. If somebody outside of Christianity or the church, by looking at you, what you're doing, they should see you, that characteristics. How about generosity? We got to be more generous than other people. How about service? How about the way that we praise and worship God? How about we promote a justice for this society? And how about being honest? Your own personal character. Those are the distinctive mark we as a Christian that we should have. And then the last one, which I want to focus on today, is the fellowship. How we have in this fellowship here. That's what I want to talk about. And I entitled today's message, Small Group Together as the Church. Would you just repeat after me? Small Group Together as the Church. Amen. I came across this story, a story of these three pastors um, who gathered together at talking very serious matter because they all had this common problem. The problem was they have many bets in their church and sanctuary, which are infesting whole churchy buildings. 
So the first pastor, you know, and said this, I was trying to do everything to get rid of those vets. I even actually hold his shotguns and fire at them. And all I create was more holes in the ceiling. And the second pastor says this, you know, I did try everything to get rid of those vets. I trapped them, I brought them about 50 miles away, but by the time I actually drove back, they already are here. They're, they can flew faster than I was driving. And the third pastor said this, well, I've done something, and I no longer see them anymore in our church. All the pastors said, so what did you do? What did you do? And he said this, I simply have them baptized and then become a member of our church, and I haven't seen them ever since. <laughs> I know it's just humor, right? But really, it tells us something very important meaning about being a church. And I think this is a two-sided and both ends. You know, we got to really work together. Church, now we have these new members today. I've been kind of neglecting the, the next step. And then probably I would understand and hoping they would join the Bible study. So my Holy Spirit kind of stirred them and helped them to find their places so they can plug in to our ministries. That didn't happen. Or I should say that seldomly happens. And then also you as a new members, make sure the Bible community join this church Coming to, you know, Sunday worship, morning service, that's not it. Think about that, right? I told you guys, you guys have become owner of this church. You guys are now really owning and taking care of this church. We need to work together, amen? Because we don't see a lot of members. It's almost like a pastor um, who met a member who comes only for Easter and Christmas time. And pastor wanted to encourage this guy. So he said, Dave, I'm glad that you're here for this Easter time, but I really want you to be joining this Lord's army. So he wanted to just ask him to come you know, more often to the church. And Dave said, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm already in the Lord's army. Then why can't I see you but Christmas time and also Easter time? You know what he said? He said, well, I mean, the secret service. I'm the secret agent. That's why you don't see me very often. There's no secret service and secret agent in our church. What's my point? We as a member of our church, we have to be plugged in. Amen? We have to be sharing our life together. Today's passage is actually taken from book of Hebrews chapter 10. 19 through 25. There are two parts, okay? The first part is from verse 19 through 23, which talks about how we can be drawing near and closer to God, okay? In other words, how we can plug into our God. The second part is us, how we can be plugged into one another. The first part, I'm just going to give you a summary because I want to focus on the second part. First part, there is a reason, you know, the writer gave us the two reasons for that. You know, why you have to be plugged into God, there are two sins, okay? Sins, the confidence of entering the Holy of Holies. We learned last Sunday about Holy of Holies, right? You guys are not allowed to enter until the blood of Jesus Christ. Until by the new way of life that is open by the curtain. That's what the scripture says. It's actually veiled. 
Now you have this confidence because you can get into the presence of God by the blood of Jesus Christ. And also by his sacrifice, the separation has been broken. And our God's presence got out to you and to me. There's also the second reason why we have to be plugged into our God. That's because we have high priests that will do anything for you. That will, um, that will make everything possible. That's the second part. That's the first part. That's why we have to be plugged into our God. There's a second part why we have to be plugged into one another. And let's read all together this passage. And let us consider how to serve up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I believe the best way of having this fellowship is what to meet together. And I don't think this passage is talking about you come on Sunday and be meeting together. I want you to picture this and think about it. You know, when you come to church, it's not like interactive ways, right? You don't respond to me. You just sit tight. And some of you probably think about what you're going to have for lunch or dinner today. Or your financial issues or any other problems. Why? Because this is unidirectional. You come. You faithfully come. You come in a role. I believe true church is not you coming in a role. But you have to come faithfully in a circle. Amen? You have to come in a circle where your eyes can meet other eyes, where your ears can be plugged into other ears, where you have your hands hold one another. I believe that is a real church. It is almost impossible that you come here within an hour and a half to transform you and change you and to see all your needs and all your struggles. And hopefully I do. Hopefully I have this mighty power that I can see you through. I can just tell you or text you or send you an email writing a card, but I, fortunately, I don't have that kind of power. That means I'm just speaking to you and preaching. You cannot have your total transformation by coming here an hour and a half and half an hour in the fellowship hall because I see that whoever that you sit with is always same every single week. Why is that? You sit with your family, your brothers in the fellowship hall. By doing that, you cannot have true community. You cannot have true fellowship in Christ. Today's passage is really giving us very three, simple three action words that we can apply to our small group, that we can also use it for having our godly and also kingdom um, fellowship. And those who are here, consider, stir up, and encouraging. Everybody says, consider, stir up, and last one is encouraging. Those are the three simple but is action word. You have to apply to your own small group. That you have to apply to your own fellowship as a body of Jesus Christ. The first one we can find here is what? Consider. Considering. Do you know the real fellowship not begins when you walk into the church? Real fellowship is not beginning when you walk into your small group room. No, real fellowship begins way before. It's when you start considering one another. Because Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, this also can be subtitled as one another ring. I know there's no English word like that, but that's exactly what it is. You have to be one another. 
What does that mean considering one another? It means you think about someone, you think about something. It means observe, fix your eyes to someone. It means you be attentive to others. I think if you want to consider others, you cannot do that as long as you're always thinking about yourself, right? You have to take your focus off of you so that you can put your focus to others. Pay attention to somebody's life. Just try to be plugged into somebody's life. That's what it really means to be considering. Go deep into people's life. Considering means you have to think about someone in various circumstances. Their trials, their struggles, all their tribulations. You get to know them first. That's what it really means considering. Someone probably said, what's the difference then between the Bible study and small group? Now, Bible study, the consideration is not really happening as one another, right? In other words, Bible study is unidirectional. I do the preaching, or I, whoever the teacher will do the teaching, and you respond. But in the Bible study setting, while it should be happening, it's necessary, that's not all you need. Because you cannot know somebody's heart. You cannot know someone's problem. You cannot get into and find out some other's needs. It is where you plug in the group called the small group. Our church actually called the small group as connection group. Why? Because it's not about that the size of the group is small. No, the real group is what? To be connected. You got to be connected with one another by considering. The great example about this considering as um, my wife, especially, you know, the Grace was crying or saying things, and she's kind of responding to me because she got familiar with my uh, voice, and I'm the one pretty much taking care of her because I'm the one who's pretty much driving her back and forth, and this is her nursery, this church, right, three days a week. But when Mina was taking care of and considering you know, her daughter Grace, she doesn't do that when, only when she sees Grace, right? She doesn't do that only when she meets Grace. No, it's pretty much 24-7. Now she's having this four teeth in the bottom and two teeth on top. She's having this, all this teething pain, which I didn't know before. So we have to explore and find out what is it. Somebody said, you got to chop in those bagels and frozen in the refrigerator. I give her, I tried that. She didn't like this. It almost choked her. And she was also having this eczema problem. And she looks way better, right? We have to research and went through all these studies to find out. And hopefully this will work. And that one really worked. It was actually soy-based formula. You see that? The considering is not about, you know what? When I see you, I think about you. No, it weighs before it happens. You think about that person. You want to know that person. You want to get into that person's life. I believe the considering is mind off yourself so that you can mind on others. Let's say it together. Mind off yourself so that you can mind on others. That's what really means considering. The second action word that you find to be having Christ-like fellowship, also, you know, the characteristics of the small group is stir up. Everybody says stir up. Stir up. Now, the stir up means, uh, it literally means it's poke with 
are very sharp object. You guys ever be poked by needle or the very sharp ballpen and pen? How did you feel? Pain, right? Uncomfortable. Whatever that you got poke in your finger, oh, that bothers you, right? That's what it literally means. You got to stir up your brothers and sisters. A lot of people think the small group, having Christian fellowship, has to be always nice, easy. Oh, let's not talk about that. That's too much controversial. I don't want to touch you deep into your life because it's too messy. Then, which means I have to give you help, more help. I don't want to do that. No. Bible clearly says, have a true fellowship, have a true small group, is what? Stirring up one another. Do you know the idle way of having your Christian fellowship and small group is rather being uncomfortable or unpleasant? You know that? Discomfort or unpleasant should be part of your small group. Don't just have all right, just get together and have some funds. I had actually a visitor, unfortunately he's not here today, who visited our church a few days ago, who was actually seeking for church. And he told me that he went to other church and he joined, he's about beginning of 30, he joined the other group in one of the churches in Boston. I'm not gonna say the name. And he was very disappointed because what they did, they had Bible study, very simple form of Bible study. After that, they all went to pub and got drunk. And hopefully they can kind of find their, you know, or matches or a girlfriend and boyfriend. Probably that's his way of saying. I'm not saying that's all they did. But at least they did once, right? That's not the true meaning of having this Christian fellowship. That's not the true meaning of this having small group together. We got to stir up one another. Sometimes in your small group setting, sometimes when you have your encounter with your fellowship with one another, you'll be willing to ask some difficult questions. How's your prayer life this past week? How are you dealing with your sexual purity? How are you struggling with your finances? How's your relationship with your husband and wife? Your girlfriend, boyfriend? Have you been asking those questions? I think that we as a Christian, we're just too nice and naive. We somehow leave that everything to the Holy Spirit. And hopefully the Holy Spirit will come in a mighty way, in a miracle way, to fix everything. All we have to do is just ask Him. Look up to the sky. Just, you know, put our eyes and our arms up and pray. No. God has given us the willpower and free will. Amen? God wants and expects us to do our work. So make sure to stir up one another. Tell me the bitterness against my spouse that is wrong until I ruin my life. Tell me the love for this word is wrong until that I ruin my life. And tell me premarital sex is wrong until I ruin my life. Tell me everything that I care for, for my job, and all this is wrong until I win my life. That's what true community, that's what true spirit-filled community. Sometimes we have to ask some difficult questions. Are you willing to ask your brother in your small group some difficult questions? Yes or no? Amen? Have you been asking that question? Even as a pastor, I feel like I haven't done that yet. Because I don't want to hurt anybody's feeling, right? It's better to hurt that feeling that moment right now until that person is totally ruining their life. Amen? So let's do that. Let's just ask some difficult question to our brothers and sisters. The last, 
the word that we can find here uh, is actually that we can move that one. The last word that we can find here is encourage. Everybody says encourage. encourage. Now, the encourage literally means it's comfort, counsel, and strength. You know, the encourage means someone who comes alongside you. What a great balance, right? It talks about poking, talks about encouragement. It talks about irritating you and your members. also talks about come alongside that person. You know what's really interesting? The word Greek, um, this word encourage, is also found in the Gospel of John, chapter 14 through 16. That is another one of the names of the Holy Spirit. Comforter. Okay? Encouraging means it's action word, in encouraging, okay, in that you put like a, like a, you have a you know so you have a you know the cylinder that you kind of infuse the courage to your brothers and sisters. Have you been encouraging one another? Have you been encouraging one another? Those are the very simple three action words. I want to ask you, brothers and sisters, let us have our real Christian fellowship. Amen. Amen. We started with our six small group. And unfortunately, three died. And only three have left right now. And I believe that's because um, I adapted this form from the, you know, the mega churches, the celibate churches. They're like, we have to have it without really knowing and you know, telling people or having them understanding of real meaning of a small group. Bible says one of the characteristics in Mark really represents who we are is have a Christ-like fellowship. So at this point, I'm going to invite uh, Ben O'Sullivan Pierce. He's going to come and share a little bit of story and also make announcements about our small group. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks. So a lot of good stuff today. I'll keep it quick because we've been hearing about the importance of, um, of small groups. I mean, just, it's all true. But really, one of the ways that I got so plugged in and connected is um, coming to small, a small group, even before I ever came to church, that my, my friend at the time, who's now my beautiful wife, Catherine, invited me to. So that I'll always remember. But the, uh, the importance of a small group is that it's so true. You know, church is, it, you know, it's not just one day a week. To really grow in God and, and to really honor God, we want to continue, you know, continue to grow and to continue to learn. But some of the most learning I did wasn't just sitting in, in the pew there, because I had questions. I was like, what, what's going on? You know, I want to discuss that. It was uh, around a table with, with my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ, just really like diving into the work. So we want to encourage you to join a small group, because if you don't, you really, we feel like you're really missing out on what, you know, there's so many great people here, and that's also a good way to get to know them. So. I said I'd be quick. So um, uh, Des graciously put this together, and this is uh, in your bulletin, and it's a small group sign-up sheet. So if uh, you're interested in it, um, please just fill it out, and um, it's a little bit about yourself, and um, let's, uh, you know, let's uh, connect, and um, we're trying to uh, make a push so that in the fall we really get, get this off the ground and get this going, and like Pastor said, there's six, there were six groups initially, and they didn't all work out, and we are uh, trying to trying to get that you know going again. So we'll grow bigger as we grow smaller. So.
Amen. Give him a round of applause. I have to say, when, when I met him first, he wasn't like that good speaker, you know. He wasn't like that good leader. But as he has come here and to plug into our small group, right, and to really grow in his spirit here, now I can say, Ben, you're the, you're the great leader. Yes. I can really rely on for this ministry. And that's why, you know, as you are partaking this Holy Communion today, think about the real meaning of this church. I'm going to ask you to fill out the form. So that you know, our leadership will reach out to you. Let me finish by just showing you um, this picture. Um, I shared this probably three years ago when I first gave you the preach and sermon message on uh, small group. This is a huge tree called the sequoia tree. You can find it in the West Coast. That tree usually grows up to 300 feet and it weighs usually up to several thousand tons. Can you believe that? And then that tree itself lasts a thousand years. You might think that, okay, that, for that to be able to stand up to the ground supporting, it's got to have a deep and deep and strong root. No, it's not. Let me show you how the root is like. This is a root of the sequoia tree. You see that? How this all between trees are kind of connected, the mingles. And I'm sure that's bothering to some, right? But it's kind of connected, interconnected one another. That's why they were able to stand that big, gigantic tree for several thousand years with that size and in that weight. And I believe that we can learn from that tree. That's what should be our Christian life like. Amen? Amen. Let us not to be just individualistic. Oh, no, no, this is my boundary. Don't, you don't dare to come into I'm going to come into your boundary during this church setting, during our small group, so that we can really open ourselves, you know, in Christ, have this true, meaningful, transformational fellowship that Christ wants you to have. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. amen. Let us bow our head. Our Father God, I just delivered a very simple word about the need of our small group, Lord. But I'll leave the rest of that up to you, Lord. May you work in the midst of our brothers and sisters, those who have come here. Have them stir their heart and also encourage them so that their life is going to be challenged and transformed by this fellowship, Christ-like fellowship, the small group. So be with us as we are to partake this Holy Communion and stir them, have them to really fill out the form so they can really be part of this church. In the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.